0: With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors.
1: Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. So I started rewriting, you know, my, my first group of pages for a book. yeah. And I mean, I have to say, as always, rewriting is just so much less daunting than writing. Like, just having something on the page makes such a difference.
0: Yeah, I well, that maybe that will encourage me to begin because I have not started. <laughs> um, but I did make a very elaborate birthday cake for Violet, so <laughs> I was productive in a different way.
1: Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah.
0: That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los
1: Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to talk about our most Hollywood moments from the little to the big.
0: Yes, it's a very special episode. We're just going to have some fun today. Reminiscing. Yes.
1: Yes. So, Sarah, you start us off with a very Hollywood moment. Okay. So,
0: there is a pharmacy in Westwood that is like the fertility pharmacy. And I went to it many times when I was trying to have Violet. I spent a lot of time at this pharmacy where it's basically, if you're there, you're trying to get pregnant. Right. And as I was there one day, a very big Hollywood star came into the pharmacy and I was like, okay, well now I know a lot about your business because (laughs) there's literally no reason to be here if you're not trying to get pregnant.
1: That was my first, oh boy. Hmm. They're real people. And you're not going to mention her name because it was fertility-related. I saw that same A-list star once at Burke Williams, Sarah, and she had just had her upper lip waxed, (laughs) which was quite obvious. Yes, oh my gosh. We've both seen her. Yeah. Now, here's a Hollywood moment, Sarah, that you and I have shared together several times, luckily for us. Which is driving around Los Angeles and seeing billboards for our shows. Now, sometimes shows we're writing on, but a few times it's been for our own shows.
0: Those are my favorite Hollywood moments. Like, I remember when The Fix was coming out, you and I and Marsha Clark, we went and took pictures in front of one of the billboards on Ventura. Every now and then there are things that are really fun about this fun job that we enjoy. And that's one of them.
1: Yes, I think that is the ultimate Hollywood experience is the billboard. Now, to take it down to the other side (laughs) of being a Hollywood person.
0: Yes, I, when we first moved here, I was Lauren Holly's second assistant. Not her first assistant, but her second assistant which was a lot of like manning the door at parties and making phone calls and scheduling appointments. But it was also incredibly eye-opening because I think I've talked about she was with Jim Carrey at the time and they had rented Sting's house at the colony in Malibu and I was moving stuff into the house and I was like, I'm standing in Sting's bathroom. I'm standing right now in Sting's bathroom. And it's just mind-blowing to be in those moments.
1: Yes, you would go from brushing her dog's teeth to telling me, oh my gosh, Sting has a disco ball. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Well, Sarah, here's a moment, speaking of celebrities, I remember driving with you onto the Sunset Gower lot and behind us seeing LL Cool J and noticing that he had a giant diamond stud earring that was big enough that we could see it in the rearview mirror. Yeah, it was impressive and very sparkly. Yeah, and then, Sarah, you weren't with me, but when I was with Adam, we also saw, and this was a good one, Ben Affleck in the famous Ben and Jen Bentley. (laughs) (laughs) on their first go-round of dating. Remember, they were always photographed in this one car. And Adam and I saw it in front of us, and we said, oh, that's the Ben and Jen car. And then I said, oh, my God, it's Ben Affleck. So that was fun. (laughs) I mean, it's
0: funny because so many of these things are just in the normal spaces of our daily lives. Like I was at Rite Aid by my old house and Viola Davis's husband was there and he was on a phone call talking about something with Viola. And I knew it was him because we also go to the same Christmas tree lot. So I had seen... (laughs) <laughs> the Christmas tree lot, oh picking up their gosh. Christmas trees. I was like, oh, this is crazy. She's amazing.
1: Speaking of Rite Aid, um, pharmacies <laughs> play a lot into our Hollywood moments, Sarah. They do. I felt very Hollywood being in line at a Rite Aid in Beverly Hills, like after my therapy. And I was listening to a guy joking with his mom on the phone, and he was so funny. And then I was like, oh, wait a second, that's Dave Chappelle joking with his mom. (laughs) And he was also in line at the Rite Aid, as one
0: is. Yes. Then, of course, there's the just crazy expensive parties that happen in this town. I know you've experienced this as well, but the party where I felt it the most was a kindergarten party. Birthday party in Beverly Hills. It literally cost more than most weddings. It was like Instagram station, a bunch of video games, live band, just buckets of of Clicquot. It was the most elaborate. And frankly, fabulous birthday party I'll ever go to, unless you decide to like have like a really big birthday party. But even then, Liz, the bar is high. The bar is very high because this kindergartner had
1: one hell of a party. I feel quite sure that any party I could throw would not live up to this kindergartner's party. I'm guessing it costs more than most weddings. Absolutely. More than most high end weddings at that. Right.
0: <laughs> it's so- And coming up, we have some not-in-Hollywood Hollywood moments to share, but first this break.
1: You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Liz, there is nothing I love
0: more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Last night, I had had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect
1: dinner. And then, Sarah, sometimes I feel the most Hollywood when I'm not in Hollywood. <laughs> Trips that we've taken to New York for work are some of our most Hollywood moments. For instance, when we've gone to the upfronts. I mean, I don't think we ever feel more L.A. Hollywood than sitting okay. at the upfronts at Lincoln Center, you know, and watching a network president present the schedule.
0: That is, yes, that is very Hollywood. And then our other very Hollywood moment in New York, Liz, has to do with restaurant reservations.
1: Yes, we were shooting a pilot in New York, and we had a high-level executive from the studio with us who loved going to amazing New York restaurants, and she was able to get reservations at any time. So we would be on set at 6 a.m., finish shooting, and then breeze into a 9 p.m. dinner at some great restaurant. And the best part is we didn't have to pay for any of it.
0: Right. I was always like who is her like who does her assistant know to make this happen? Yes. Because you know she yes. she wasn't making the calls. Somebody behind the scenes was making all of these calls. And I was always jealous because I had Violet in town in New York. She came with me, so I couldn't go to all the dinners. And then yes. the next day I would be hearing like, "Oh, we went here and we got this and it was so amazing." And I was like,
1: Of course, Sarah, another um, time when I felt very Hollywood, not in Hollywood, was when we were shooting our pilot, The Selection, in Budapest, and you and I took to going to Nobu, Quite often. So we would be at Nobu in Budapest looking at actors' tapes and things like that. And I don't, I was like, even though we're in Budapest, I feel very Hollywood right now. Yes. Yeah. It was Nobu
0: or McDonald's. It was like, those were our two yes. options.
1: Back and forth. <laughs> so healthy. Yes. The Eastern European cuisine is heavy on rabbit and venison, which are not things that I like to eat. So I, I was. <laughs> Going to McDonald's a lot. There was like a convenience store, like a small grocery
0: store. It actually had really, really good groceries right by where our office was. And we would just go there and get cheese and crackers for lunch, get salami. It was all very like, it felt like a picnic every day.
1: Yes. And
0: then my hair has been a topic of conversation on this podcast from the beginning, whether it's going to be where where I'm going to color it, or am I going to let it be gray? Am I going to color, let it be gray, do something in between? And at one point when I was not coloring my hair, we were at our friend's wedding, and our then agent's wife, who is actually now it's our then agent's then wife uh, gave me a whole lecture about how I really needed to color my hair because if I didn't color my hair I was not going to have a career and it was clearly to her very 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 important to cross what I thought was like a crazy line to cross and be like dude you have to color your hair I was like oh my okay thank you
1: um now Sarah it's hard for me to judge because I know I have had that same conversation with you but hopefully as your writing partner it's slightly more appropriate for me <laughs> than for our agent's wife.
0: Yes, I absolutely. I it was quite it's quite different from you than it than it was at the wedding over many glasses of wine. And as an update on my current hair status, I recently followed the advice of Karen Craft, who always says that people who have really beautiful salt and pepper or gray hair do some kind of coloring, usually, that it's like lowlights or whatever. So I got lowlights, and I have to tell you, I am completely loving it. Like, that really helps my hair just look—it looks so much better. Why didn't
1: I do it before? Yes, it gives it, I think, shine and some depth so that it it looks more varied and shiny. And I still feel like me because I do
0: have, you know, salt and pepper and gray hair, but it's not like I have a halo of white around my face.
1: Yes. Well, and I think an advantage of low lights for anybody who's pondering this, um, you can tell me if I'm wrong, is that you don't have to do it every three weeks. So it can just grow out right. and you do it when you want to do it. Whereas when you were really dying your hair, the maintenance is very difficult to deal with. Yes. Put me off completely. and how even the
0: tiniest little you know, millimeter of roots cannot show.
1: Nothing more Hollywood, Sarah, than discussing hair in general. So I feel like we're having a Hollywood moment right now. Yes, we are. Now, Sarah, one of our next most Hollywood moments was sort of, at the time, a very Hollywood moment, and then later, a very Hollywood moment. And I will explain. (laughs) So early in our career, we had an agent who went on maternity leave, and so there was an agent replacing her for that period of time at this agency, And he contacted us and said that he would like to meet us for breakfast at the Polo Lounge to get to know each other. Okay, so right there, breakfast at the Polo Lounge was probably one of our (laughs) most Hollywood moments, right? It's famous. Absolutely. It's, you know, where people go. It's the power breakfast. The most expensive bagel and cream cheese I've ever had. That's for sure. Yes. And he was talking and he was, you know... Saying he was going to do this and do that, and he really impressed us with his gusto. And we were very taken in by the whole experience. And then, however, a few months later, we got some news. Yes, that
0: he had been fired and that he was basically a con man. I mean, he was like one of those guys who talks a really good game, but there's nothing to support it. And he had just, he was just like a con man. I don't remember the specifics of what exactly he was conning, but it was like fraud, theft, that kind of
1: thing. (laughs) Yes, and he had never been an agent, and he just manufactured a resume and got hired at this agency and was just completely full of it. So then we felt very Hollywood that we'd been taken by someone. Now, luckily, it didn't hurt us in any way, but it was an experience, that's for sure. (laughs) And then I have many, like, Blushing moments because I I
0: think I blush less now, but earlier in our career I would just like blush at the slightest thing. I remember in the Angel writers room it was like a thing. It would be like, oh, Sarah's blushing again, and then I have a tendency I will admit to blush around certain actors. <laughs> One yes. of whom is Daniel Sunjata, who had a guest starring role on an episode of Lie to Me that we wrote, and I mean I it could not be around him. It was like the most mortifying thing. He would ask a question and we would go up to answer this question and I would just turn into like a bright red flame of mortification and embarrassment. Like I it was so awful. And I I finally was just like I just have to like not be close to him.
1: <laughs> yes. I and and you are someone when you blush it is fire engine red. It it is the yes. full body blush. <laughs> Yes. And then, Sarah, there was another time we were in casting (laughs) and one of your big childhood crushes came in to read. Talk about that.
0: Yes. John Schneider, who was on the Dukes of Hazzard, which I loved when I was very small. And I just was like, I have, I don't remember if he was Bo Duke or Luke Duke, but he was Bo. Okay. He walked in and the same thing. I just bright red. I wanted to be that person who's like, Oh, I, you know, I loved you in this. Like you're totally chill and cool with this. I was not, I didn't say anything. He did the audition. He
1: left. I, like, it was so awful. Yeah. And all the casting directors though, were de- getting a big kick out of it. I know. I thought it was great. (laughs) When in the world did I think I was going to be in a position to be potentially hiring my childhood crush from television (laughs) into an actual job? Like, you have these moments where it's just out of body.
0: It is, completely.
1: Well, Sarah, perhaps my most Hollywood moment ever. (laughs) I will never forget this. Adam, my husband, then Mm fiancé, had lost his cell phone and... He didn't know my phone number because he'd had it in his (laughs) cell phone. So to get my phone number, he actually called our agent and said, what is Liz's cell phone number? I need to call her. And I said, wow, when my fiance is like calling my agent to get my number, I know I've made it.
0: (laughs) Something else we love, these are always moments where I feel like, oh, I'm so fabulous, is when we get gifts from studios and networks. Somehow they always manage to find the most wonderful gifts. And when they show up at your door and they're like impeccably wrapped, you're like, oh, my goodness, I, I feel so special. And you actually got one recently.
1: Yes, recently for my birthday Fox network sent me two mugs that, one says Daisy, one says Nacho, with drawings of each dog looking like the dogs. I don't know how they know that I have Daisy and Nacho. Maybe someone listens to the podcast. And it was such a thoughtful, nice gift. Even though our show was canceled, I still appreciated my Hollywood gift. Yes.
0: Coming up, Liz shares a big Hollywood reveal, but first this break.
1: So I don't know if I've ever copped to it on the podcast, Sarah. But yes, I do get Botox, in case anyone is wondering. (laughs) And I always feel very Hollywood when I get my Botox. Now, I know that other people in the country get Botox. It's not just in Hollywood, obviously. But there's something about it that always makes me feel very Hollywood. And I want to say, I don't get a lot. I just get a little just a touch yeah. to help out.
0: And I will say also the first time you did it, I didn't even know you were doing it and I didn't
1: know you had done it. Yes, <laughs> like, I kept it like a two secret. two weeks later, <laughs> you brought it up. Yes, I kept it a secret for a while, but now I've decided to be loud and proud with my Botox. <laughs> and Liz, for some reason...
0: This always stands out as a particularly Hollywood era, I guess, of our life. We did a show, Women's Murder Club, and Joe Simpson, Jessica Simpson's father, was an executive producer on the show. And I don't know what it is about him, but anytime we were around him, it always felt particularly Hollywood. You know, it was like the texting during casting and the, uh, like, he always had his little Ferrari key fob hanging out of his pocket. He was just like, he's such a persona. Yes. That
1: it it just always felt like that little bit of, oh, this is a very Hollywood thing. Yes, being in the presence of a persona, and especially when he, he often is called Papa Joe Simpson, which I think anytime you also have a title like that, you know, it adds to your persona and your myth. So I <laughs> yes. think being with him felt extra Hollywood. Of course, Sarah, that was also the era when we were pitching a show with Brett Ratner on the phone from the Eiffel Tower. And we met with Brett Ratner when he was on literally <laughs> the two cell phone thing that you hear about Hollywood people yes. doing. oh my God. So he was another executive producer on the show. So there was a lot swirling around As you say, that show, that was very quintessentially Hollywood. Yes, indeed. Now, Sarah, I talk all the time on this podcast about hiking Fryman Canyon. This year, I'm doing my Fryman 50, now Fryman 80, in theory. And even though it's in the Valley, it's not in Hollywood or Beverly Hills, it's very Hollywood to hike Fryman Canyon. I see... For instance, all the time, Lisa Rinna, one of my favorite Beverly Hills housewives there, often with her husband, Harry Hamlin. And then every time you do Fryman Canyon, you walk by Alex Trebek's house, which feels very Hollywood. Of course, he was a Hollywood legend. So there's always something at Fryman Canyon. Always. And you run into friends at Fryman. And we always
0: also, when I've been with you, we've run into people who listen to the podcast. Violet and I were hiking there once, and we ran into you and Gretchen. That was our big celebrity yes. sighting for the day.
1: Yes, instead of a Hollywood moment, it was a happier in Hollywood moment. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, so we've been focusing on the fun side of the Hollywood moments, but we have also had less fun Hollywood moments, I would say. You know, I remember early in our career, we were working with this guy, David Nichols, who was a lovely man. And he had worked on Evening Shade with Burt Reynolds And he told a story about how, like, one time Burt Reynolds was just yelling at him, and he had this out of body experience of being like, Huh, I'm standing here, and Burt Reynolds is yelling at me. (laughs) And and we have had those moments as well. We have been yelled at by the best. (laughs) <laughs> but the most memorable for me there are several that are tied but the most memorable was dealing with a very angry actress it was it happened to be my birthday my uncle was dying and I was at his house in Missouri on my birthday and and got a very very angry call. And let me tell you, that is legend in my family. It gets brought up a lot. Remember when you were here on your birthday and Uncle Jim was dying? I'm like, yes, oh, I remember. I remember.
1: Yeah, it's true. Not all of those moments are good moments. They're, they're very Hollywood, but they're not necessarily yeah. enjoyable. And speaking of which, Sarah, we say you really not lived in Hollywood until you've been fired, right? We all live in fear of being fired. And when it happens, that's when you're kind of officially part of the Hollywood set right and yes. sure enough it happened to us not once sarah but twice
0: yes we already mentioned getting fired the day after the uh, 2007 2008 strike ended that was that was fun that was the one where i i think I finished off a bottle of vodka on the phone call with our agent thinking, like, this is not happening. This is not real. How could this be? I
1: handled the second one better. And Sarah, what I remember so specifically is he was like, well, why don't you go ahead and call the writers and let them know? And I said, oh, but what if they change their mind? I don't want to get everyone all, you know, in a froth if they're going to change their mind. And he's like, Liz, they're not going to change their mind. This is it. (laughs) They are, and the phrase they use isn't they're firing you, by the way. It's they decided to move forward without you. Yes, that was charming.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That was a painful one. I will say I did handle our second firing better. That was when we were working on a pilot. I was in Canada with the director doing all the prep, and you were in L.A. working with the writer and the writing executive producer who came on board and you called me i was in the woods on a tech scout which is like the final um scout where you go to all the locations where you're going to be shooting and talk about all the technical things and you called with matt our agent at the time and i was just like wait like but i'm in the woods what how i'm in how can you fire me in the woods like what am i supposed to do <laughs>
1: Yes. You then had to wait to be driven back to the hotel. Yes. Can I say, Sarah, one of my favorite things about that story is that, of course, immediately they wanted to fly you back to L.A. Yes. And you waited until there was a business class ticket available. Because they were like, well, we can get you on coach right now. And you were like, that's okay. I'll just stay here until I can take a business class. And you stayed like another day or two waiting for that. And I so appreciated that stand that you took in that moment. <laughs> it was like, if you're going to fire me in the woods, I'm going to fly home in style. <laughs> Oh, that's right. And I never even ended up going. I was supposed to meet you, of yeah. course. We had the schedule. I was going to meet you up there, and I never even ended up. So you have one more trip to Canada in the books than I do. <laughs>
0: Lucky me. <laughs> and that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already.
1: Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound.
0: Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project.
1: Listen to the other Onward Project pod cast happier with Gretchen Rubin side hustle school and everything happens with Kate Bowler get
0: in touch I'm on Instagram at S fain, and Liz is at Liz Craft we also have a Facebook group search for happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation until next week I'm Liz Craft and I'm Sarah Fain. thanks for joining us it's a fun job and we enjoy it
1: Sarah, we didn't even get to mention like all of our lunches at different studio canteens which is kind of oh an my gosh. Hollywood experience
0: <laughs> i feel like we could do a ranking of, of like yes. the pros and cons of each <laughs> from the onward project